Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kyle Krabs. And I'm Joe Marino, and you're listening to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 180! 180! Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. It's a Monday here on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's October 17th, and I hope everyone had an awesome weekend and joined the games in college football. I am Joe Marino, uh, one of the co-hosts here of the show. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Kyle Cramps of NDT Scouting. He's the founder and director of Scouting at NDT Scouting. I am a senior scouting consultant for NDT Scouting. And we are locked on NFL Draft. The show is powered by DraftBreakdown.com. Draft Breakdown is an awesome resource to visit and check out what they do there. You can watch video cut-ups of all the prospects that you hear Kyle and I talk about on the show every day. And we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is the fastest growing audio sports network in the world. Uh, incredible amount of podcasts that we are producing and uh, encourage you to check out all the incredible podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Kyle, happy Monday. What's going on, man? Happy Monday, my man. It's, uh, it's good to be back on the grind after another really strong week of college football performances. So uh, I, I know we both have quite a bit to bring to the table and chat about, and uh, I, I think the folks at home are going to be pleased with uh, some of the names that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, an interesting show because we're going to drop some names. You know, we've, this is what our 31st episode of this of this podcast, and you're going to hear some names today that haven't come up yet, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess if we're going to kick this off, uh, now that we've teased everyone for names that you haven't heard before, uh, I'm going to start us off with a name that you guys have heard before, um, name that I pounded the table for pretty hard two weeks ago and um, kind of fizzled on us, so I gave him the kiss of death. But he's back, back with a vengeance, and that's North Carolina quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky played uh, Miami this past weekend, went 33 of 46 uh, for 299 yards and two passing touchdowns, which is 71% completion, right in line with his 70% completion percentage on the year. Uh, Trubisky was... Back up at North Carolina behind Marquise Williams and started a couple games when Williams was hurt early last year, won the job in, in training camp this spring, and has played absolutely lights out after the season opener against Georgia. Uh, 
when he's not playing in a hurricane. Now, granted, he played the Hurricanes and <laughs> was just an absolute surgeon with the football, running the ball, uh, making quick decisions. I just actually on on, on Twitter sent out a link uh, showing a play in which Trubisky drops back uh, in his drop, has his eyes locked on the center of the field, shifts his eyes over to the right, and immediately pulls the trigger and throws an absolute dart between Corn Elder, a corner, sinking in the free safety, uh, and can cover two coverage up the sideline, about a 30-yard throw. And those kinds of reps you see from him week in, week out, this Virginia Tech game notwithstanding, and he has really, really, really come onto his own the past month and I think is going to be a significant name to watch coming down the stretch here because he's playing absolutely great football. Yeah, and this class needs a quarterback to emerge. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there, but uh, it's nice to see him back on track. You know, people put a little bit too much stock into that game, literally in a hurricane. So back on track for Mitch Trubisky. Let me uh, throw a name out there. I thought this was the best football player I saw all weekend, and that's Vanderbilt linebacker Zach Cunningham. They had a big win over Georgia at Georgia, and, you know, that's due in large to the efforts of Zach Cunningham. He, 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 you know, he had a modest 19 tackles, two and a half for loss, broke up a pass. This guy's everywhere, you know, and, and, and the reason he's everywhere is because he processes and diagnoses plays ridiculously quick, and he just gets to the football. He takes smart angles. He deals with blocks, and you can just tell this guy is just, you know, he has the makings of being the face of a defense in the NFL. He, he's uh, he, he made some plays in that game that you're just you just say, wow. You know, he makes the game-saving tackle. It's a fourth and one. Georgia's driving to try to get in the field goal range, and they have to go for it, a fourth and one. And, and, and Zach Cunningham's lined up literally in the A-gap. The opposite A-gap. The, <laughs> right, the opposite <laughs> A-gap. They give the ball to Isaiah McKenzie, a, a ridiculous athlete, off tackle. And, and Zach Cunningham's able to fight through traffic avoid a block and make a, a sticks his arms out. I, I, it's a superhuman play, you know, to bring this guy down to stop them short of a first down. Ridiculous play. The previous series is a third and 13. He's in man coverage against Isaac Nauta. Breaks up a pass by being physical and attacking at the catch point. And, and that's just you know, a couple of big plays that he made. But it was just, it's snap after snap. This guy's so consistent. And uh, really, you know, gosh, really emerging in this linebacker class. And every time I watch Vanderbilt, you know, this guy's unbelievable. So, you know, find a reason to watch a Vanderbilt game and watch this guy. He's awesome. You know, it, we just got done teasing everybody about getting new names. <laughs> and the first two names we drop are guys we've been championing and, and pounding the table for for like three weeks now. So, Well, the rest of the way. It'll be better. <laughs> no guarantees. Um, I, I will guarantee we will get one new name. I want to talk about Pittsburgh defensive lineman Ewan Price, number five. Price uh, has been with the Panthers program since all the way back in 2011. So uh, he's, he's a little bit long in the tooth, especially when you're considering draft prospects. Uh, but this is somebody who has, through seven games, 13 tackles for loss. And he also has nine sacks. He's registered at least a half a sack and a full tackle for loss in every single game so far this year, including Penn State, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. So a whole array of levels of competition, and he has been producing like crazy. So when you see something like that, it's you, you kind of have to stop and force yourself and say, okay, let's see what's going on here. You know, it's the same thing that, that happened uh, last year with Carl Nassib, right? 
Nassib's making play after play after play. He's racking up a ton of sacks. You might like what you see. You might not like what you see. Um, the price in something that's a little bit similar to Nassib has that motor that does not turn off. And I really like that about him. Uh, price is listed at six foot two fifty five, so he's a little bit short for the position. Uh, you're going to have some questions regarding you know, how well he's going to translate and if he has baseline levels of length as far as his arm length and being able to extend and get off of blocks. But he turns the corner really well. You know, he corners well. He, he shows good an- ankle flexion, good ability to you know, pivot at the waist and the hip and lean into his turns and leverage his pass rush as well. And, and he's made a lot of plays turning the corner on offensive tackles. And that's a promising trait to have because a lot of, you know, you could have the best first step in the world, but if you can't turn the corner when somebody gets their hand on you, uh, you're not you're going to miss out a lot on a lot of plays. And Price right now is playing lights out, not leaving those plays on the field thanks to that mobility and the motor that he has. So somebody that we haven't really touched on at all, but who is balling week in and week out. So I thought he deserved a little bit of love, Joe. Yeah, there's no denying Price's impact on the game when you watch that Pittsburgh defense. Certainly doesn't check the the height and length box, but my goodness, this guy makes play after play. Uh, next guys that I want to get into, actually I'm going to shout out a, a duo here, the, the Florida cornerbacks, Quincy Wilson and Tease Tabor. Uh, they went up against Missouri this uh, weekend, and Missouri entered the game one of the best passing offenses in the league, or in the nation, actually. Uh, they're averaging 350 yards per game. Going into the contest, that's good for eighth in the nation. And as a team, against Tabor and Wilson, they go, the, the Missouri quarterbacks go 7 of 22 for 98 yards and threw two interceptions. <laughs> uh, Tabor had, you know, they each had an interception. Tabor had one, Wilson had one. They both returned them to the house for, for, for long uh, interception returns for a touchdowns. Uh, so the big plays were nice, but it's the snap-by-snap consistency where they were able to lock down their men. Uh, yeah, th- this is an outstanding pair of corners that Florida has. They're both physical. They're both aggressive. They're both athletic. They're both competing at the catch point. And, uh, you know, right now it's, it's looking more and more likely that Florida could have a pair of first-round corners. It's going to be a matter of which one goes first. Uh, these guys have been showing up all year. And, uh, you know, another stat that I, I learned from our good friends at Pro Football Focus, Missouri only completed two passes of the seven that they completed that actually went past the line of scrimmage. So unbelievable day for, for the Florida cornerback. So get take a look at these guys, man. These guys are good. Yeah, those are a couple of show ponies down there in Gainesville, huh? Yeah, As, no uh, to, to quote uh, Eagles GM Howie Roseman, it's just a question of whether you like vanilla or chocolate more uh, uh, yeah, as far right. as ta- taking, picking your poison between those two. Uh, before we go any further, I'd like to, to talk to everybody briefly about one of our sponsors for the show. Uh, football season is here, and before we know it, it's going to be gone. So before you miss out on the chance, uh, you can get in on the action and, and bet like the pros at mybookie.net. It's the most exciting online experience for sports fans out there. Uh, MyBookie features real Vegas odds and incredible player props on every football game. Even if the game has already kicked off, it's not, not too late for you to still get in on the action. MyBookie has live in-game with odds updated in real time, and it's optimized for smartphone users for nonstop action on the go. So how do you get in on the action? Go online, type MyBookie in your browser, and sign up today. Using our promo code DRAFT, you can be entered into a million-dollar prize pool. 
Alternatively, you could call 844-722-2387 and join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie. Sign up today. Next, I want to talk about a guy who we've mentioned on the podcast. Sorry for the disappointment if we've generated some false hope now for all of you. And it's a guy I've actually already briefly mentioned today. And that's Miami Hurricanes defensive back, Corn Elder. Um, man, this is a hell of a two-week back-to-back showing for Elder. Uh, in the 20-13 to loss against North Carolina, Elder rock, racked up 14 total tackles, two-and-a-half tackles for loss, a sack, and a pass defense. Now, he missed out on a potentially spectacular interception the week before against Florida State. But, Joe, I walked away from that Florida State game, and I said there's no way Elder will play a a better game than he just played. He played the game of his life. He was all over the field. He was a force to be reckoned with. And then he comes out against North Carolina, and I'll be damned if he doesn't play even better. I mean, it's just his short area acceleration, his mental processing and and click-and-close ability, uh, it's just amazing to watch because it's pushing the button, and he's on the move, and he's right you know, he, he's really processing plays really well right now. And there's going to be some size concern issues with him at 5'10", 180. But he doesn't hit like he's 180. Uh, he, he hits like he's 195, 200. He, he, because of that short area acceleration and ability to build momentum and, and acceleration quickly, transfers into power with his pad level. And he does a very nice job making wrap-up form tackles, putting his head on the appropriate side of receivers, and just laying the smack on people. So Elder, back-to-back weeks, is somebody who has really flashed on tape and is really coming on strong. Now, I'm not going to make a fool of myself and do another horn-tooting sound, but we did. We did did, uh, shout-out Cunningham and Elder on the Friday show. It's guys to watch, and they really delivered. That's true. Couple, couple good, uh, good shout-outs there on Friday. Next player I want to mention is Corey Clement, the running back from Wisconsin. Obviously, a, a disappointing loss if you're a Badgers fan, but it was good to see Corey Clement get some production uh, in that game. Something I think we've been wanting to see for almost three years now. The type of performance he was able to put uh, together against a, a very, very talented Ohio State defense. Now, let me tell you about this Ohio State run defense. They came into the contest ninth in the nation in fewest rushing yards per game allowed. Only 97 yards per game allowed. 2.7 yards per carry, and they haven't allowed. They, going into the game, they didn't allow a rushing touchdown on the season. Well. Corey Clement comes in, 25 carries, 164 yards. So really good performance from him. It was nice to see him actually have some timing with the offensive line. You can tell that he was more patient, letting blocks develop, and he found holes and he hit them very aggressively and showed pretty good burst speed that I haven't seen from Clement in a while. Uh, So in a a running back class where – um, looks like it could be pretty loaded. You know, Corey Clement needed this type of performance. He showed good physicality and um, and decisiveness running the football. He also had a, a nice reception. So good, good all-around game from Clement, and he severely needed it, and he deserves some love today on the show. Yeah, and um, I, I think Wisconsin in general has passed Tennessee as the best two-loss team in the nation. Have they not? Oh, gosh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's a it's a shame that Wisconsin had to go up against two big-time opponents in a three-week stretch. 
Um, but they are going to be a force to be reckoned with down the stretch and in bowl season. That is a very good football team, and they came right out and punched Ohio State right in the mouth, uh, countered them with a little bit of speed to the perimeter yep. with those touch passes, and Ohio State really did not have an answer for three quarters. So No, I didn't realize how good of a play caller Paul Christ was. I mean, this guy had a phenomenal design going in this game. Ohio State was confused, it seemed like, for m- most of the game. And, the, and then on defense, Wisconsin just so uh, sound. They rallied to the football, and they're assignment-driven. And, and they're just a, you know, if you like good fundamental football, it's a good team to yeah, watch. It's a fun, that was a fun game, like you said, fun team. Uh, somebody else who's fun. And we're going to talk about another quarterback here, Joe. You said we're hurting for quarterbacks. Now, he is, a, he is not a senior, uh, but he is not a name that we've really mentioned a whole lot. This is Austin Allen at Arkansas. Uh, Allen is a junior, and he might be, you know, I mentioned him on Twitter a couple times. He might be the toughest son of a gun playing quarterback in the country right now. Uh, I had a chance to watch uh, Arkansas play TCU, Texas A&M, Alabama, and flashes of Mississippi uh, so far this season, and he has gotten pounded every single time. Mm -hmm. But he has... Awesome, awesome toughness to sit in the pocket, take those hits, deliver throws. You, you don't need to look any further than the two touchdown throws that he threw to Keon Hatcher against Alabama last week where he was staring down the barrel of the gun, stood in there, delivered accurate throws, let his receiver make a play. Uh, Allen is, ha, has rung off 18 touchdown passes in the seven games that Arkansas has played so far this year. And he's really starting to come into his phone as far as moving the football. Uh, he's averaging 8.5 yards per attempt. Uh, had a nice 400-yard performance, albeit though trailing big to Alabama through a majority of the game. And um, he, he's got some flashes as far as like a gamer. You know, I, I think he's uh, comparable, if not better, than Chad Kelly as far as a pro prospect and how his game would transfer to the next level. And that's something that uh, I saw a prominent quarterback analyst on uh, social media, Ben Albright, echoed that same sentiment. And Allen's a really fun player to watch. He's gamey. He's tough. He makes some pretty impressive throws, and he keeps bouncing back. You just you see him get hit, and you're like, all right, this is the one where he's going to stay down. And he pops back up every time, stays in the game, and guts it out. So if you haven't had a chance to catch any of Arkansas yet, that's another good football team that, that plays some, some really uh, tough offense. They like to run the ball and pound the ball, uh, but they're scoring a ton of points. They've only scored... Uh, less than 30 points on two occasions. One against was, was Texas A&M, and the other was the season opener against Louisiana Tech. 41, 42, 52, 30, and 34. So they score a lot of points. Uh, they're a fun team to watch, and Austin Allen is a quarterback that maybe not necessarily for 2017, but he is technically draft eligible, so we're going to take advantage of that and talk about him here. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, we were talking about those Florida cornerbacks. Uh, they face Arkansas on November 5th, so circle that one as one to watch uh, to see how Austin Allen faces against those guys. Um, the last guy I want to shout out is another running back, actually, from Boise State, Jeremy McNichols, who had a big game in Boise State's win over Colorado State. He had 40 carries, 217 yards, two touchdowns, another four receptions for 47 yards. He's got 14 touchdowns in the first six games this year. Uh, a, a good uh, 
running back here that we haven't really talked about on the show and very reminiscent of Maurice Jones-Drew. He's got uh, that low center of gravity, um, kind of a bowling ball type runner, physical. Uh, But one of the things that I thought was most impressive in his game against Colorado State was some of the breakaway speed that he showed. Uh, Didn't expect to see that from a fire hydrant type running back. So uh, I'm always a sucker for these these short, stocky guys that just, you know, bounce off guys and fall forward. And uh, the next guy that I think I'm going to, I'm going to start falling for is this uh, Boise State Broncos running back Jeremy McNichols fun football player if you haven't got a chance to see him had a big game a big uh, you know bell cow type game 40 carries uh, again in the big win for the Broncos over Colorado State Joe did you just refer to him as a fire hydrant Uh, you know that's my go-to word you know these these short guards you know you talk about guards or defensive tackle that are short stocky and just kind of hold their ground yeah fire hydrants man fire hydrants I like it see we're getting into some uh some scouting vocab here on the podcast too. So we got some fun nuggets for you guys. Uh, Joe, do you want to tease everybody with what we got planned this week? I know we got a really exciting setup as far as content for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it, and it's, well, I guess it's somewhat not exciting because it means we're halfway through the season, but what Kyle and I are going to get into over the next couple days on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is we're going to go position by position and and, and talk about the players who have emerged, Uh, you know, guys that who weren't quite high on the list going into the season, but you know, at week seven, week eight here are really starting to come into their own and and be part of this draft conversation, so it'll be fun to, to... you know, just kind of go position by position and talk, you know, guys who are breaking out. So that's what we have in store. You're definitely going to want to tune in Tuesday and Wednesday. Most definitely. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for us with our week seven prospect recap. Hard to believe it's a week coming into week eight already. Uh, but we're going to have it all ready for you guys. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Please feel free. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes or Audio Boom. Uh, give us feedback on the podcast. You know, we, we've really feel like we've gotten into a, a rhythm here and we're in our groove and we feel really good about what we're doing, but we want to know what you guys want to hear. So you can reach out to us on social media. Uh, myself, I am at NDT Scouting on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino, or you can actually reach us on Facebook. We are both on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash NDT Scouting. So once again, we are Locked On NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast family, and thank you very much for listening, guys. Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast on the NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17